Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? This is the best time of the week. It is Tuesday. I've got this fly-looking dude. Look at that outfit. None other than the Wayne Breezy wearing his custom apparel. Looking sharp, my friend. How are you, man? I'm doing great, as Tony the Tiger would say. Hey, man, I missed you, bro. Like, you got to stop taking these weekly trips, man. Like, when we take a week off, it's like... It's not cool. It's, it's not cool, not. man. It's, it's not, not cool. It like I'll say this: when we're in the season, we don't get any days off. That's a good. And point. so, like, I I went four months without taking a day off, and so now it's like, all right, if somebody wants to go skiing with my boy, I'm in. I'm in. And uh, Mammoth was awesome, whatever. But we got a lot of fun stuff planned for you today, and I want to say shout out to the Countdown Crew. I love all the hashtag CCs. The chat is filling up. We got Clayton running behind the scenes. So we have some stuff prepared, but I would really, really like to get off task a little bit today, and yeah. that's up to you people to chat. So if there's something you want to talk about, whether it's the Niners currently, in the past, NFL in general, we want to go that direction. Um, because, man, when Wayne and I show up, I don't know why the chat's just always fire. Look at Melissa. She's coming in. <laughs> I um, had to give that, her a high five, bro. That was <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. And we even got Kim. What's up, Kim? Uh, from across the pond. I love it. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Couple questions that came in earlier this week. And this whole channel is, you know, this this whole show today is what's next for the 49ers? Free agency's a little bit at a standstill. You you brought in John Falenciano, who's kind of a center swing guard, Daniel Brunskill type. Just broke down my first game tape of him. I really like him. Um, I man, I I'm 
I'm just going to be really honest. I'm ashamed. I didn't even know who he was. Like that's that's an issue. There's eight billion uh people in, in the NFL. You you there's you, a lot. You can't know everybody. And and why would you know any New York football giants? I mean, come on. That's no. true. That's come true. On, bro. He he came in in 2014, so it's right before I started my draft book. Um, but man, he's good. I really liked his tape. I watched the Washington game um, where he's going against, you know, Jonathan Allen, uh, Deron Payne, just on a consistent note. And, man, he is – he got the best of them time and time again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and listen, it's, this, kid's a, this kid's a mean mauler, right? You, you're looking at him in the run game. You, you're you're going to get an upgrade. And the, and the good thing is he played center. So the question is we signed the center. We signed Jake Brindle. And well, we re-signed him, and now we're bringing this guy in. And so people are like, "Well, why would you re? Why would you sign a center and then sign another center?" Well, he's versatile, so he's a guard slash center or center slash guard, however you want to u- utilize him. Sounds like Daniel Brunskill to me. Also played some tackle in college. I don't think he has the tackle attributes in the NFL, but uh, this is this is a really good signing. It's a one year deal uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. And it's something that they can look forward, you know, having this NFL veteran that's been around for a while to come out here and compete for a spot. I like this. I like competition at every percent at every position, John. We have competition now at the center position, or there could possibly be, be competition at the tackle position because now Colton McKivitz is there. Do we move Spencer Burford back to tackle and allow him to play guard? There's so many options. Kyle Shanahan can go with. This is a Kyle Shanahan signing 100%. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. And I got to give a shout out to my man, Jack. What's up, Jack? Appreciate the super chat and the friendship. This dude is awesome. He says, much love, guys. Right back at you, man. Right back at I, I like Jack because as soon as we sign anybody, uh, my notifications usually go off. And one of the first ones is Jack asking me, John, how do we feel about this? <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> And so, Jack, I really do appreciate you, man. You're the absolute best. I like that, though. Um, You know, sticking with John Feliciano before we get to some of the other options um, that are at play here, you know, you talked about versatility. These are the starts or the majority of playing time that he's had. 22 starts at center, um, 15 starts at left guard, 23 starts, the most in his career, at right guard. So the dude is Dan Brunskill but older and more experienced. And so I think this is a one to two year stopgap player. The thing that's interesting to me, you you said competition mm-hmm. because I was assuming Nick Zakel or Jason Poe would step into that. Now you've got three, you've got three of these, you know, 31 year old John Valenciano. Then you got these younger guys that are there too. Yeah. Did this hurt your, valuation of Nick Sakil or Jason Poe? No, because again, they're unproven and their job is to go out there to prove it. I think when you sign a veteran like this, you got a proven commodity on your roster. And I think that's what you want. Those stopgap pieces. All right. I want to see what these second year players are going to be able to do um, at this level. You know what I'm saying? Did they pan out uh, their rookie seasons? Well, I'll tell you what. they One remained on the active roster all year long, and the other one remained on the practice squad all year long. 
And so now we're going to see, can Jason Paul take it to the next level? Can Nick Zakil move up into a starting or a rotational piece this year, go from active to rotational, or maybe even start? We don't know. They're unproven, right? We talk about a lot of players that are unproven. We don't necessarily know what they're going to do. Uncle Scott, what's going on, baby? We don't know what they're going to do. But I do know with John Feliciano, he's a proven commodity, and he's been around for a long time, and he's here for a reason. You know what I mean? And so it's not just a a, a, a signing. I know we kind of get hooped up about all of our signings. Well, what, we, what John and I really try to do is find out the good, the bad, and the ugly. And right now, I see no ugly. Will there be some bad? Yeah, there's some bad. But right now, we're focusing on the positives. Why this was a particular signing for the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's a Kyle Shanahan guy. Like, the fact that he's versatile, Chris Forster is going to be able to utilize him you lost Daniel Brunskill to free agency. How do we replace Daniel Brunskill? How do you replace a versatile guy with a non-versatile guy? Right. You find the next versatile guy. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Scott Hill, thank you so much, my friend, for the super chat. He says, what's up, fellas? Love the content. We need a right tackle, period. Let's talk about now, this, man. I like all this. Right. I like I'm this. gonna give you two options. Okay. And shout out to Colin uh for the the uh, look at that. You That's got the English, symbol right? up there. Uh, it's coming from pound? Europe. That's yeah. Europe, yeah. Okay. It, it looks like the pound symbol. Right? Oh, That's what it be? is, right? So bad. yeah, I think it is England. Uh, but yeah, it's not the euro symbol, I don't believe. But uh look at us, well educated fellas. Bring it up. Thank you, Colin. Appreciate I've been it. Around so, the block a couple times. You know Wayne, here's my and again, let's just stick with what the Niners currently have on the roster. Yes, sir. what would you prefer? Scenario one, Burford starts at right guard, Colton McKivitt starts at right tackle, Valenciano backs up, or or Valenciano starts at right guard, Burford starts at right tackle, Colton McKivitt backs up. I, I think I go with scenario one because we've seen it before. Mm, fewer and so, interchangeable parts. It's more right, consistent. Right, so... Uh, we've seen Colton McKivitz come in and play left tackle uh, the majority of the time that he's come in. He hasn't played much of right tackle, but we've seen him play left tackle. Oh, I got to step in real quick. Okay. I, I think we insulted Colin. Uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, definitely not England. My totally fault. different. That's I, our bad, bro. I that's saw the pound. Bad. That's I, our I bad. That's what, I think that was the pound. And so my definitely fault for assuming not. I'm an ass. That's no, it. no, 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 no. Long live Scotland, man. Long Love it. Scotland. Love it. So back to your point. Yes. You want the f- least uh what's the I want the most continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the continuity and I like the fact that I got a a Uno wild card in my deck. Like just waiting. You know what I'm saying? So like, hey man, I need you to play center today. Jake Brendo's having, you know, whatever. Good. He could plug him in at center. So you you keep the wild card. It's kind of like what they were doing with Brunskill. I think what messed up Brunskill was he got injured and they had to find a way to work him back into the rotation you know, to give him a chance, you know what I'm saying? And so I think now that you have that wild card piece, let Colt McKivitt start at right tackle. Okay. Let, let, uh, I, we've never seen Spencer Burford play right, uh, tackle in the NFL. And he played left tackle at UTSA. Right. But we've never seen him on the <clears throat> NFL level Correct. against NFL players at the NFL speed. It's, it's different. You know, I, I'm sure his measurables measure out for him to play tackle. I could be wrong. But you want longer arms? Does he have shorter arms? Is that why they translated him down to a guard? I don't know. But they did teach him how to play guard, and I'm sorry. He played it very damn well, and I think he's only going to get better in year two. Why mess that up? Now, him having the ability to be able to do it, okay, cool. But you got to right, you got to tackle, tackle. You got Colt McKivitz, and 
you know, I know the 49ers did that deal to kind of like save a few dollars on off the tender and things like that, you know, to sign him to a two-year deal is a little bit cheaper, but they brought him back for a reason too. And I mean, hey, you, you let him go out there and you compete. I think his his uh competition is gonna be Leroy Watson and and and, and Jalen Moore, right? And so if he could beat those guys out, cool. And and you bring in, you draft a couple of you draft a rookie, you draft you draft at least one rookie at the right tackle spot. I think we take two offensive linemen in this draft. I think you're gonna take a rookie and a combo guard center. I think that's the way that they're gonna go. And if that rookie comes in here and beats out Cole McKivis, then you know what time it is. Like now you got you a swing tackle, which I think he's best at. But we're going to see where he is. He's, he had good starts at left tackle. I'm a little concerned of him playing right tackle, but I'm sure he'll get it together. So I go at scenario one all day, every day. I like that. I like that. Now, again, like I constantly remind people, I kept saying, I think Colton McKibbins is going to be starting right tackle week one. Like that's just where I have been since the season ended. Uh, this franchise has constantly voiced their trust in Colton McKibbins. They did cut him, but then they brought him back and they talked about how he changed his mentality, whatever else. Um, and he's going to be solid in the run game. Like he's very, very solid. They liked him enough to be the starting left tackle after Joe Staley left. Right. They, they, they were going to draft him but with the pick that they traded for Trent Williams. Yep. Um, so we'll see there. We'll see there. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Now, this is a question for Bride White. Shout out to the man, um, Sergeant himself. He's incredible. He's been helping with the draft work. He says, here's one for you. Wayne, where would you play Javon Hargrave? Would you want him next to Bosa? Or do you want him on the other side opposite Bosa to pull some of the focus away from Bosa? So on pass rushing downs. I like that. Next to Bosa or away from Bosa? Overload that side, man. Make Overload. That, make that deep. Make that offensive line concave, uh, and this this helps the other side because you really want to see what you got out of the rookie, right? So if the rookie can start winning his one on ones, Drake Jackson is out there on pass rushing downs. Could that be? Could this be a Cleveland uh, Farrell special on pass rushing downs on the other side? Those guys are going to be getting one on ones. Just think about this: you overload the side, right? 
it's it's two. It's a it's a tight end and and a, and a left tackle on Nick. Who the hell's blocking Hargrave? And that dude was getting the most double teams on Philly film. Yeah, you know, so, I've gone through two full games. He's okay. the most double team guy. Okay, okay, that's fair. All right, fine. So that's two on Nick. That's two on Hargrave. That's four. There's only three other offensive linemen, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got five, and if you got a tight end, six total. Right. So, so I mean, somebody's got to get a one-on-one matchup, and I, I, I think I like our chances in the one-on-ones. And Nick's going to still create the pressure with double teams, and Hargrave is still going to create pressure with double teams. These are guys that still get pressures being double teamed. I overload the side all day, every day. Yeah, I, I like that too. Um, and again, if, if one of the things I'm curious to see, will Steve Wilkes keep doing that show blitz on third downs? Yeah. Where you walk up, you know, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, Drake and it looks yeah. like everybody's coming, then they back out, but like every third time they come, right? So, like, I'm curious to see what that is. Now, in most Steve Wilkes games, he likes those nickel blitzes. He That's- loves nickel and safety blitzes. So, let's have this conversation because I'm looking at uh, Isaiah Oliver. Not a blitzer, not too much of a blitzer, more of a cover nickelback than he is a blitzer. He's got two sacks in his career. Boy, you you on it. You 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 just you just on it. Okay. (laughs) You just on it. And then when you look at Miles Hartsfield, uh also not necessarily uh, a blitzer, a thumper, a short tackler, but not a blitzer. Hufunga, maybe? Like, what are we gonna see from that safety blitz? Hufunga is one of the best blitzers in the NFL NFL. already. Already. There's but a reason not- why he was all pro his first year as a starter. It's because of the splash plays. Now, we know, we've watched all of his tape. He had some rush, rough spots in there. Yeah. But the it's still, getting a playmaker at the safety position is rare in today's NFL. You saw it with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, you see it with Talanoa. There's not a lot. There's good safety play across the NFL. The explosive playmaking stuff, that's what's hard to find. And I think that's what Hufunga brings. And again, this it's dude un- coach, Sean Taylor, that's all I'm yeah. saying. But, and, it, and it's unteachable, right? Like it's a trait. It's a natural trait that players have to have. And he has that. And I think, you know, I'm super excited about Steve Wilkes being here because his specialty is, is in the backfield. And this is going to be interesting to see how he helps upgrade a player. You know what I'm saying? And you talked about Sean Taylor uh, when he was with the Washington Redskins. That was their name at the time. I'm hoping I'm not being offensive to anybody, but that was their name. And you saw what he did. And I feel like Hufunga has so many natural football instincts that I'm curious to see if Steve Wilkes just really allows this kid to tap in to who he is. That's going to be amazing to watch him progress in year If If he goes up at all. That's crazy. Any increase. I know is, he's an all pro safety already. And any increase. I know, I know, I know. And I'll say this his second year. Good gosh. That's you remember what his goal was when he got drafted? He to, make to, be the, a, to make the uh Pro Bowl as a special, special team teams. player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you uh overshot that one by yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I like this comment here by Greg Iscon. He says Hargrave should boost Bosa's sack total by at least 10%. Mm-hmm. Uh what do you have? 18 and a half. So it's basically two more sacks. Mm-hmm. I I was one of the weird people, and I was being stingy. I was wanting to reserve some of this. You remember Bosa talked about his goal was to be beat Alden with mm-hmm. the 19 and a half? Mm-hmm. He didn't get there. It was close. So he got Defensive Player of the Year. I'm glad he still got something to chase. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, he still has the NFL sack record to chase, too. So he got his all-pro, right? 
and got defensive player of the year, got defensive player of the year. And if he continues to just, you know, continue to take strides up, which I mean, is Nick Bolt, so he's going to continue to progress. I think we can all we can all assume that um, it's possible that now he breaks the 49ers team sack record and then maybe he breaks the NFL sack record like a year later. Who knows? I think at this point, like I can see that it's it's championship time. And if those things come, they come. I, I, I really do. I, I think the 49ers are looking at themselves and they're saying, dang, Naggett, how can we get into championship mode? You know, we're so close every single time. And where did we fall short? And that was at the defense. I told you, we needed rush from the interior. Like, you needed someone to eat up space. And the one thing I love most about Hargrave, and I know we're jumping all over the place, is the simple fact that he brings you speed from the interior. Like speed, great footwork, great this, great that. Somebody talked about stunting. <laughs> On a 4-3, you're going to see some stunts, okay? I can tell you that right now. You're going to see some stunts. Some Bosa, Bosa enjoys stunts a lot. Ooh, him coming back around from the opposite side. Hargrave soaking up the doubles, knocking the tight end on their bootocks. It's going to be fun to watch. Oh, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. And, like, I'll say this. This is another question. We'll stick with this Bosa conversation. Zach W. on Twitter, he asked me, is there any reason to worry at all about Bosa not being extended yet? No. Absolute zero. No. Now, what I would say is this. The 49ers have set precedent. This, I mean, Kittle, Warner, Debo. Now, you know, Bosa. Bosa's not going anywhere. But what this does do, and the reason why you wait until after the draft, is because future players understand we've got to show up to camp if we're going to get paid. So this answers any issues if somebody's wanting to do a contract holdout, like we saw with Debo last year. Hey, man, the draft's passed. We can't get compensation for you this year. Sorry, uh, we would like to keep you here. Here's our contract. Let's get it worked out. Debo's happy. You know, Shanahan's happy. It took a while to get to that point. Bosa's getting paid. And little uh, known fact Bosa's family's not hurting for money at all they're going to be just fine they're going to be just fine so yeah zero percent concern level there um not an issue whatsoever and if you want to talk about like strengths and weaknesses i mean i know we lost a lot of players defensively more defensively than we did offensively we lost a lot of depth uh just 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 be patient and the 49ers will continue to build their depth remember new defensive coordinator let's see where he wants to build the depth, whether it be on the defensive line. Maybe it'll be a little bit different this year. Maybe his depth is in uh, from a, a different perspective. I think they like their linebackers. That doesn't mean they won't draft one or two. But, hey, I, I think they'll add a couple of more pass rushers. They'll draft one and probably sign a free agent after the draft. Last year, they signed a free agent before the draft. So maybe it'll change. Kamoko Ture was the draft of this uh, free agent that was signed right before the draft. And then in that second round, who did they draft? Drake Jackson. And what happened? Nico never really played. He was he, awesome in the preseason, yeah. though. Yeah, it was amazing in the preseason. And 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 you know, and the for the 49ers, luckily he was able to stick around, right? Like mm. other teams weren't trying to pick him up every time he was released and things like that. So we'll see what happens. I do think they and they may bring him back. Like we'll see uh what happens with the depth. Just be patient. The depth will come. I think at this point right now, the 49ers are preparing for the draft. I agree with you. I like this comment from Big Papa. He's the man. He says there's still a lot of edge rushers that can come and quality. I mean, golly, just listen to this list. Mm -hmm. Okay. These are guys that are still out there. 
Not saying I want all of them. I'm just saying this is the people that are waiting to get signed. Bud Dupree, Leonard Floyd, Frank Clark, don't want them. Robert Quinn, Yannick Ngakwe, Jadavian Clowney. Um, let's see here, Marcus Golden. I mean, good gosh. There's just Melvin Ingram. It just keeps going. Jordan Phillips, Justin Houston, Rashad Green, Carlos Dunlap, Dante Fowler. There's a lot of cats out there. Can I can I circle one of the names on that list that no one is talking about? Uh, Marcus Golden from Arizona. Now, I know they were in more of a 3-4 type of a defense, uh, but you could put him in a 4-3 defense like the Philadelphia Eagles had with Hassan Reddick, and that kid is fast. Yeah, like He has speed off the edge. That might be a, a piece that the 49ers may look to add. Go get him from the rival. Let him come back there, make him an offer that he can beat his rival two times a year. And I like, and this is the situation, right? What are the 49ers going to do next? That's the title of the show. Right now, you are making deals. Mm-hmm. You're making offers. Bottom barrel. Look, man, this, we understand you can get $7 million a year. We're offering <laughs> you four and a half. Yep. You want to come here and compete for a ring? That's your option. You want to go get your seven somewhere else? I totally get it. You might have a year or two left. We'd like you to end out on top. And yeah. so if you offer that to Golden and he says no, Cool. Then you go to Leonard Floyd. He says no. Cool. Robert cool. Quinn. He says yep. like you're just you're just throwing your shot out there. Um, that's it. That's you know, it. I always used to say this was my my. Uh, we're, we're getting off. We're getting weird here. I in college, I always used to tell my buddies. I was like, look, dude, if you only have a ten percent chance of that girl saying yes to a date, then guess what? You just got to ask ten girls. You're going to get one. That's it. It's a game of percentages. You got to shoot your shot. Don't worry about rejection. That ain't going to get you nowhere. Because no. if you don't talk to her, you ain't going to date anyway. It's simple numbers, man. You got to shoot your shot. That's um, it. Anyway. Now, here's – let's stick with this. You talked about the defensive ends that we have lost. Samson Ebicom, Charles Amenehu. Now we've lost even the guy that we traded for, Jordan Willis. Mm-hmm. Does the addition of Javon Hargrave make up for those three big losses – at the edge position, would you rather have those three, or would you rather have the concentrated force in the middle, Javon Hargrave? Because financially, force. the numbers are similar. Yeah, the concentrated force in the middle. Uh, the quickest line to or the quickest line to the quarterback is a straight line. Uh, like I, I want the I want the pressure up the middle. I, I've been wanting the pressure up mm-hmm. the middle. Been tired of dealing with the freaking Rams <laughs> and freaking Aaron Donald and some of these guys. And if you go back and watch the Eagles and 49ers game, which I wouldn't recommend, where were they creating pressure? I mean, I know you saw Hassan Reddick having a field day because we had the block up the freaking middle. So we had to use a tight end. Sorry, yeah. we had to use a tight end. I feel my, let me take some highs out of my voice. We had to use a tight end. <laughs> I love it, man. The block on the edge. <laughs> Look, it, it was give me the pressure up the middle. Always pressure up the middle for me, man. Look, it is. We'll, you'll find, guys, listen, I trust Chris Kosarek more than 100%. There's no such thing as more than 100%. It's only 100%. I trust him more than 100% to take anything and make them great. I just do. That's what he does. Yeah, he, he's incredible. He's incredible. Um, Steve says, Omidahue's going to be a bigger loss than people realize. I agree. We we both like Omidahue. I, I mean, he was he's awesome. Expensive. There's no doubt about it. But he's gone. He chose money, and he's in Kansas City, so he, you know, staying with his whole pursuit of a ring and all that stuff, they offered him more. That's just what it is. We chose to go with Hargrave. 
And I'm not upset at all about that. Now, the edge position is an issue. So my uh, my man Brian White came up with a scenario. I want to pass it to you, okay? Wayne is the 49ers GM. We are in the draft room. We're in the war room, baby. Let's do it, baby. It's the Let's second day my- of the NFL draft, and all of a sudden we're at pick 70, okay? my war shades on. There we go. Oh, he's dude, look clean. Look clean. Look at that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. We're at pick 70. The Raiders are on the clock. Mm-hmm. And there's an edge there by the name of Byron Young out of Tennessee. Do you want to trade up to get this cat? It's a huge need. I could even give you the parameters of a trade. Tell me what you think about Byron Young out of Tennessee. There's two Byron Youngs. Well, no, I know. One's Tennessee, Alabama. one Alabama. One's a defensive right. lineman, one's an edge. I met both of them at the Senior Bowl. Listen. Listen to this dude. Listen to this dude. I... I don't know if I put out a tweet from the senior bowl, but he was one of the the players that I had my eyes on. And then when the 49ers had a formal meeting with him, my eyes got even bigger. And so you're you're looking for uh, a kid. First of all, he's a kid with a story uh, that had, you know, face adversity, you know, you know, kid that was working at a grocery store type of a thing. And then all of a sudden got a, a chance to play for a division one school. And he ended up, you know, he was playing at division two schools and he ends up, you know, at Tennessee playing for Tennessee. And so like, I would love for him to be a San Francisco 49er just by talking to him very well spoken. I'm not sure how, you know, we, we talk about scholar athletes and things like that. I'm not, I didn't look too deep into that, but very well-spoken kid. Most importantly, he can play his ass off, and his motor is crazy, right? Doesn't take plays off, okay? And so you're asking me, do we trade up, though? Correct. To draft him. Oof. So, and, okay, let me just set the stage because okay, obviously okay. there's lots of things. The edge rushers that you like are all gone, okay? This is the last edge rusher. Offensive tackles that you like are all gone, which, by the way, every oh. single draft – those oh. guys are flying off the board. Okay. I didn't know there were so, stipulations here. All right. Enough I'm said. trying to say, look, do you want to sit at 101 or sorry, 99, 101, and 102? Not when I for could some get guys it. that you're gonna like, but no. nobody that you're in love with. No, not when I could get a player that I know could come in and help day one. So here's the draft trade. Okay, I'm gonna be Las Vegas, okay, which I hate. I'm sorry. Um, here's what I'm going to offer you. Look, 49ers, there's this guy. I know you like him. You met with him. Come up and get your edge rusher. We need more picks. Here's what we want, okay? We want your 99. We yeah. want your 101, and we okay. want your 141. So we 99, 101, 141. You get our 70 and our 214. Oh. On the draft trade chart, it equals out. That's a sweet deal. So you get giving up two thirds. We're giving up two thirds and a fifth for a, a sixth, and I can get him. Oh, yep. man, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. Whoo, whoo. Yeah. All right. So I want to see. Uh, do you guys agree with Wayne? Trade up for the edge or sit pat? Yeah. Uh, sign me would up. You rather stay back and collect picks, or do you want to trade up and go try to get another type of premier speed guy? Now, you know Wayne just gave the background story of Byron Young, six two two fifty. Um, 4.43 speed. Boye Mafe is my play style comp for this guy. Um, oh, and nice. he's just he's fun. Um, let, look, let me let me just let me just explain a little bit why I would make this trade. Okay, so the 49ers, look what they've done in the in the offseason. Look how look how they addressed free agency. You meaning out there, just told me that we are struggling with defensive edge depth. 
And I can go get a premier. I'm talking about a kid that can j- just come in to rush. That's it. That's all I need you to do. You can learn the game at some point in life. Come in, get to the quarterback. We thought we were getting that with Drake Jackson, but a lot of people forget that Drake Jackson was up in weight, down in weight, utilized wrong, this way, that way. He had to be shaped a little bit more. This kid is a pass rusher. Now, his numbers in college aren't going to stand out to you. And no, be like, five and oh, a half sacks last no, year. That's no, it. no, 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 no. But the fact that, I mean, he's always double teamed. He's always, he won't be double teamed in the pros. I can tell you that right now. If you double team, the only rookie that was double, they didn't even double team Nick Bosa his rookie oh, season, man. idiots. Right? And so, look, all I'm saying to you is you can get another premier guy that should be second round talent. You move up. You know what I mean? And you get him early in the third. I would do that like easily. I like that. I like that. Now, uh, I, I want to, a lot of people like to trade. I like to trade. Um, one person does it. Let's keep that one up there. Nick Ellert. I, I like Nick a lot. He keeps me grounded. Yeah, uh, he usually so takes the negative stance on most things. I hope that doesn't offend you. Uh, but you want to be negative? You can be negative. That's cool. I get that. He says three third-round guys are better than that. You keep all the third-rounders. We're only traded two uh, and a fourth, but that's just what the trade chart says. Yes. Uh, you're waving or? So, so no, because I, I, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to name a couple of players. Trey Sermon. Mm. Ambry Thomas. That's a Michigan guy. That hurts. It does hurt. But these are third-round guys. You don't know. That went at these exact same spots. Oh my god! Exact gosh. same spots. Yeah, I'm trying to say that. That's why, and I, I'm, that's not a shot at anybody. I'm just saying, like, you don't know, like, who's gonna pan out. And I understand you want more picks and this that. But hey, I tell you what, we would have to pay more money if you have more picks too. It's gonna cost us more for the for the rookies. So I tell you what, get rid of some of them and just go get what you want. Go get what you need. You can get what you want and what you need if you move up. Now I thought. If I'm moving up, I'm moving up to probably draft uh, a tackle, right? Because I want like a Blake Freeland or or a Cody Mauk or one of those guys. I know that's going to come in day one. And even if they don't start day one, they're going to really give Colton McKivitz a run for his money to where they can start day one. That's what I want because that's the future of the team. You want a tackle that's going to come in here and be the future. Blake Freeland might not be it, but Cody Mauk is the piece. Him and Darnell Wright, my top two tackles for me. Those Ooh, are the guys I want. Wow. Blake, Blake Freeland would be my third. I know he's going to lead a lot of work. I know he's a bigger guy, 6'8", but you told me they were all gone. And so I'm like, dude, I could get this kid that I know is fast. Yeah. You've seen him at the combine. He's fast. He's furious. Yep. And, you know, you bring him in here. Doesn't take plays off. You can utilize him. You can rotate him out with Drake a little bit. I think Drake starts on base downs. So I think that, he should. I, I think he should. Uh, and look I, at it. Nick responds. He says, for Pettis, Hurd, Jackson, because you don't know. You got to take more shots at it. These are two different philosophies because and here's the thing. Both of you guys just gave awesome concrete evidence for why the other side won't work. The draft is a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. It, it always is. Yeah. But you always want earlier picks. Like, there's no doubt about it, right? You'd rather have first-round picks than third-round picks. The, better, the talent is supposed to be better. Earlier Correct. in the draft. It's and there's exceptions always, but yeah. I, I don't know. Um, with the 49ers, and, and we had a comment in here that was talking about, here we go, Symmetry 7. He says, we only have 60 players. We're at 61 now. Uh, 61 players under contract with John Feliciano out of 90. So we got 29 spots left. Okay. 
We've got 11 draft picks, mm -hmm. undrafted free agents, plus some more just regular free agents. Remember, we only keep 53. The Niners in the past have been one of the best depth-oriented teams in the NFL. Do you continue that mold, or do you try to get more top-level, kind of like the Rams did, where, man, you had your seven or eight studs and the rest of the team was just nobodies? I feel like we're at we're in the position where we can actually now go out and get specific base pieces that will fit uh, opposed to crap shooting, you know? Uh, and I think that's what they look at. And don't don't forget, guys, like once the draft is over, the Niners can fill their roster with however many undrafted free agents they want. And they're cheaper. Yeah. So if you look at it like that, they'll still find a way to fill up, fill up their roster. So and you've got a lot of good ones coming through. Right. That's Daniel Mosley, Aziz Alshire, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, Matt yeah. Breed. Uh, I mean, good gosh. J.P. Yeah. Uh, Morgan. About the undrafted guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all undrafted guys. So like. Yeah that's going to be huge. You got 11 draft picks. I think there will be some trading, but you're also going to get about usually an entire practice squad worth of undrafted free agents. Roz Dwelly. Like there's lots of guys, Daniel Brunskill that are undrafted free agents that you can build into what it is that you want. Um, so I, I do like that now. Okay, here we go. Let, let's do this. Where does kicker fit in for you? Because that's a huge need. We ain't got nobody. No, no kicker. Special, no special teams right now is like at a, a D plus. You don't, <laughs> you don't have a kicker. But it, it's it's a need. And, you know, I, I was having a conversation earlier today and I was trying to explain, all right, let's do this exercise. Okay. How many NFL teams need a kicker? Okay. And so, you know, focusing on the NFC West, obviously that's the, that's the home division. Uh, I don't think the Rams have a kicker either. So here's where it gets interesting, right? Because now the Rams – and the 49ers are in position. And if you're going to draft a kicker, it, it has to be Jake Moody. Like that, that's the one guy you, you should probably have your hat set on. And then there's a fallback kicker, maybe the kid from Ohio State. And I think there's another kicker out there that I was looking into. But none of them are Jake Moody. And the reason why you want to go with Jake is be just mainly because he can kick in all terrains. Like that's it. Snow, rain, wind, sleet, hail dome you name it all of them 61 plus too like he can kick and that's what you that, that's what you want where do you draft him I, that's where it becomes curious because now you got to figure out like how many teams like jake moody if he's the number one kicker out there how many teams need a kicker and how many teams may be looking to draft jake moody and that's what's going to kind of like hurt the 49ers in the draft i see gammon says never draft a kicker history is not on the team's side Maybe we're breaking history. Maybe we're changing history. You know what I'm saying? I don't saying? mind if it's a seventh rounder, but you're probably not going to get Jake Moody there. Maybe you I don't want to spend a fifth round there. But, but if, maybe if they're if I, we and again we drafted a freaking punter in the fourth round. I was standing right in front of the stage in Nashville. I, I was so mad. I, I didn't so understand mad. that. I I really didn't understand that. But and I still don't understand it to this day because I still don't think Mitch Wisnowski is the best punter in the league. But yes, at the not. end of the day. He's working for the 49ers, right? Yeah, he's coming off his best season, which I like. And I'd so, say top five, maybe punter, but yeah. that's, I'd say top five. Well, I think for the 49ers, the issue is this. You said it earlier in the show. Sorry. I got $2 million. Uh, I'm spending on a kicker. Robbie Gold, his $2 million guarantee all the money. That, that's probably too low for gold. But let's say it's $3 million. Say that's the number. Robbie's going to be like, nah, I, I, I want to make $5 million, guaranteed. 
right? Yep. And so then Robbie's going to probably go look elsewhere. And so maybe no one wants to give him that. And then he'll probably come crawling back, you know? But at that time, you draft a kicker. And so, like, I, I don't know. Seventh that's round. That's five million. Seen, that's an extra edge rusher. That That's my point, right? So, like, which kicker out there, free agent-wise, if that's the number, let's say three million is the number, what kicker are you going to get guaranteed for three million that you know is going to be successful with the 49ers? Accuracy is everything. Yeah. Our offense, oh, where, the, where did our offense finish in the red zone last year? It's, it's, it's not always going to be a touchdown. You need no. an accurate kicker. And, and so, so, again, 2.5 million is Cleveland Farrell. Do you want <laughs> – Robbie Gold's two Cleveland Farrells. Two Cleveland Farrells. And, and our offense in the red zone was 17th last year. Sorry, it took me a second to find that. So, right at average, which isn't great uh, for a top you know team that's trying to win the Super Bowl. So <sighs> – I mean, we okay. So a lot of people were saying that you never draft a kicker, but the last time I checked, when we would get kickers off the street, they used to kick the shit outside of the stadium to the left or to the right. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, off I, with, what, yeah. we, what, what do you do? So, yeah, so damned if you know. do, damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah. And so let Robbie go where he wants to go. I'm fine drafting a kicker. I'm fine undrafted free agent kicker. Well, I'm, I'm hoping fine, they go undrafted, I'm fine with any of those. Right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that they go undrafted, uh, especially one of these three guys that I've been looking into. I, I'll put their names out there. I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is. But I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting because Robbie Gold is being Robbie Gold, which he should be. He's 41 years old. He's entitled to do whatever the hell he wants. And what's best for his family and all that type of stuff, but he wants to get the guaranteed money, and he and kickers, you know, they get paid. They, yeah, well, he's good. He should be paid. I think he's yeah. the top five kicker all the time. Now, um, would Al Woods be worth taking a flyer on? The problem is, man, we are if we're solid at any position, it's defensive tackle. Yeah, like, I think we I, that's we have the most depth of any team in the NFL currently. But I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted another one, right? Something um, like Kalia Davis that might be a redshirt special. Mm, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised they draft some type of a space eater or, or like a bigger, a bigger body. Not a not a true nose, but someone that can so like a like a uh, what was his name? A Hassan Reddick type of a player. Like, if, is there any big guys out there that maybe Hassan Ridgeway, you mean Ridgeway? I'm sorry. Yeah, Ridgeway. yeah. There's lots of guys out there like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see one of them get drafted as a defensive tackle. And Coburn, man, out of Texas, he had a Coburn, terrible, terrible he would workout. Be my number one draft, like prospect. That's who I want. And you could get him in the fifth. You can mm -hmm. get him in the fifth now because his combine was so bad. Um, real quick, I want to Clayton. I want to take a quick detour here. Big Papa asks, we need an explanation of the trade chart and how insignificant comp pick numbers are. Um, yeah, so like this is based off of the Jimmy Johnson, and I'll show you guys right here. Let, let's put this up. Uh, let me try to increase the whatever so that everybody could see it. This is based off the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, and it just shows you every single pick has a value. Like pick number one is 3,000. Uh, you can see pick number 22 is 1.1, and you can see all the highlighted picks. These are the 49ers picks, which are almost all at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so now understand this. The flaw of the classic Jimmy Johnson trade chart is it doesn't account for quarterback trades in the first round. Outside of quarterback trades, it is gospel. It is gospel. And so, you know, with the trade that we talked about earlier, 
Wayne traded 99 and 101. So you look at those values there. That's 104 and 96. So that's 200 points plus 214 uh, or 216. Sorry. Uh, that's 3.4. And so you can see that's 203 gets you close to 70. It gets you close to there. And so it's not always correct, but it's it's a reference point that they use for every trade. And if you just type in, if you wanted to know that site that I got that from, that's drafttech.com, NFL trade chart. If you just try type in NFL trade value chart, there's a bunch that pull up. That's the one I use. Um, and you can toggle between the different ones. MIT came out with a different one, like whatever else. But teams use these. They have them printed in their war rooms. And when they call teams about trades, they say, yeah, you know, we're giving you points on this. We're getting points on this. You've heard those conversations take place. So it's a reference point for that. So anyway, uh, thoughts on the trade chart, Wayne? No, I mean, it's it's pretty much spot on. It's pretty much self-explanatory as well. Um, and look, that's what they're going to use uh, if they're looking to trade. And, you know, just to make sure that the values and the things kind of like match up, making sure that they're not getting beat, you know, for 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 picks and things like that. So, you know, sometimes you get idiot general managers and then they're not really paying attention. You kind of get over on them. <laughs> and, and it's happened before. Right. Yep. <laughs> the Niners, I believe, did that to the Bears. But I'm just saying I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was sometimes thinking you, you, you know, you, it, it happens. But listen, man, uh. I don't know if the 49ers are going to make any trades. Uh, I don't know if they're, you know, for draft picks. I mean, there's possibility, John, that they make a trade on draft day and a player may be gone. I Like, I, I we don't know. We're just speculating and, and giving, you know, kind of like the stuff that we're, we're reading and researching and, and, and developing and producing for you guys. So we don't necessarily know. We're just pre presenting to you guys scenarios. Just in case if it happens, you can kind of say, hey, I heard that before. So I'm kind of somewhat ready. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But and I would have said this. I would 100% bet on us trading up before the draft last year. But guess what? <laughs> Zero trades last year. Yeah. So, like, they bucked the trend there. Um, I like this question. Uh, Symmetry7 says, there's a couple really good kickers in the XFL right now. Not sure what the rule is on signing guys from the XFL, but it's worth a look. Yeah, you could totally uh, bring – a big reason why other developmental leagues have failed is because they've tried to restrict players going from their league to the NFL. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where that comes from. And so now, you know, yeah, they totally could. The league's playing right now. You could make a deal. Uh, wouldn't be an issue whatsoever. Wouldn't be an yeah. issue at all. So in the XFL, man, it's been entertaining. I will it has say been that. Pretty entertaining. I can't believe I found myself watching it. It's yeah. like, oh, shoot, this is football. <laughs> I used to watch Canadian football back in the day just because, you know, they had all the different rules and whatever else, and it was fun and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, this is – it's a good time. It's a, it, it's a good time. It's a good time. Nice little pastime until until May because once May comes – and I and I know it's OTAs, but I'm sorry. I'm going to be amped for two weeks. It's just going to yeah. be amped. And, man, you know, let, let's put up there, uh, if, if you don't mind, uh, let's put up the dates – because I want to let everybody kind of know what is coming up next. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the calendar, and again, I want to put Brock Purdy in there because this is going to be the conversation that we're going to have next. Okay, the Brock Purdy timeline, we're, we're past the surgery now. First week of June is when he can resume throwing. Fourth week of August is when he could be cleared, the earliest that he could be cleared and go back to practice. Now, keep in mind, okay, April 17th, off-season workouts start. 
Brock can't be there. No. Brock can't be there. So it's going to be Trey Lance and it's going to be Sam Darnold. It's before the draft, those are your two quarterbacks. And that's literally workouts. It's conditioning tests and workout bonuses. And you're doing some positional work, but like that's it. There's rules like you can't even have a ball out there, but like there's all kinds of whatever. Got the draft April 27th. Then May 5th or May 12th, each team gets to pick whenever they have their rookie minicamp. Then late May is OTAs. Again, no Brock Purdy. Late July, that's when training camp starts. So late July, that's still one month before Brock Purdy can be cleared. So a question was put out to us by Nick. He was in the chat earlier. I don't know if he's still around saying Mayoko put out a depth chart that had Lance um, ahead of Brock Purdy. And he's like, man, can you guys please talk about this? Was it Lance ahead of Brock Purdy or Brock Purdy ahead of Lance? Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me just check real quick here. I'll go into my. I thought uh, it was the other way around because that's why he wanted us to talk about it. Yeah, I, you're probably correct there. Um, let's so find if I messed let's up just, on let's, there. Let's just make it super sure. Here we go. He says, please talk about the depth chart Lance over Purdy. Also, oh, it was Lance um, over Purdy. Okay. It was Lance over Purdy. And the the basically here's the depth chart. He said Lance Purdy Darnold. That's hmm. the Matt Mayoko put out his uh, expected offensive draft chart, and he even called it way too early. And then he goes out, and somebody was like, "Whoa, Lance ahead of Purdy." This is what Matt Mayoko said. "Quote: Maybe Read this tweet. Fun. I wouldn't spend too much time agonizing over the order in which I listed the quarterbacks. I have no idea how health, the offseason program, training camp, and everything else will influence the eventual order of the 49ers quarterback depth chart, end quote. Um, but I'm telling you, with the dates I just gave you, it's going to be Trey Lance. I mean, if if Purdy can't possibly be clear to the last week of August, how can he be ahead of the person that's cleared to play? How can he even be number two on the depth chart? I, honestly. So to me, my depth chart would be Lance Darnold Purdy. Like that, that's just the most realistic order. Now, once Purdy is able to return, different question. It's a different, different question. question you know? Different question. But, but because Purdy can't throw, technically, excuse me, because Purdy won't be cleared to practice with the team, because he'll be able to throw in July. He just won't be cleared to practice until late August. I just don't understand how you have him ahead of, of anybody on the depth chart. Not even ahead of Sam Darnold. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be ahead of him. Because now, he's not going to be able to play. L right. Listen to Kenny Powers. I love the tag, by the way. Uh, Kenny Powers is one of the greatest characters of all time. I think Brock Purdy Ooh. will start on the pup list to start the season. Now, there's two different pup lists. There's the preseason training camp pup list where you can right. be activated at any point. Then there's the regular season pup list which that comes after the initial 53-man roster. If he's on that, that cat's missing at least six weeks of the regular season. I don't think it's out of the question. I think it's unlikely. I'm not, but I, I, I don't even think it's unlikely. I think it's actually a possibility because the, the 49ers may say, hey, we went and signed Sam Darnold, who can clearly back up back. or start. Like, why rush Brock back? Why? Why not just why, – why not be extra precautious – and even though he didn't need Tommy John, why not just let him come back when he can come back? And the 49ers do this to players every season. 
every season there's a player that has some type of injury and next thing you know they're on the pup list and then it's another what four to six weeks that they before they can be evaluated to be brought back it's not the uh uh, the IR, it's a little different rule. So that's pretty cool. So now they can get up, they'll get a public guy. I, I don't mind it, actually. That was actually a great, great idea, Kenny. I wouldn't mind it. Don't rush Brock back. You should be able to rock out with Trey and Sam. And when Brock comes back, you ease him back into the game. Like now, if, if both of your quarterbacks get injured, then Brock has no choice. <laughs> but right. they're not. Come on. I don't even like to say the I word. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. And, you know, somebody put this in there. What's up, Slick? He says, Darnold is beating Lance for that number one spot. And the hot take, all caps, it's it's fitting um, with you, what, you got, what you're what you throwing out there. Here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Remember, Trey Lance beat out Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Team was fine riding with him, and then he hurt his ankle. Mm-hmm. What has changed from that point to now? Not saying this couldn't happen, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, this team does believe in Trey Lance. Um, I don't know what you saw in five quarters with four of those being an absolute monsoon to move off of Lance. I know that people get hesitant whenever they haven't seen it recently, and I mm-hmm. totally get that. But, man, Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. Do I think he's going to beat Trey Lance? I don't even think he's going to get that opportunity. Um, I don't think that's even a possibility, but that's just me. I think the optimism here is the simple fact that, uh, you know, when it comes to to Sam Darnold, I mean – they 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 look at his situation and be like, where did he play? Who's he playing for? Now he's gonna come to a situation where he could build a rapport. He has a way better support in cast. Uh, he's gonna be thrown with the second unit, so that's gonna be interesting, right? And and if he's looking really good with the second unit, I mean, again, they're going against the second unit defense as well. I, I don't know. I don't think he beats him out. I'm not worried about Trey Lance not starting for the 49ers. Trey, I, I, let me say this: Trey Lance will start. For the San Francisco 49ers, if he remains on this roster, yeah. <laughs> I have to I, put I, that I, in I, there because people, I, I just feel like I'm just waiting for the worst case scenario to where he may get <laughs> treated. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying, I don't know. But if he's on this roster, he's going to, he's going to start at the quarterback position End the discussion. Yeah, week one, uh, just like last year, uncle salty. What's up, brother? Um, good man right there. Uh, Niners just need to prepare Lance and Darnold for the season starting right now. Hope Purdy gets back as soon as exactly, man. Uh, cooler heads prevail. Uh, follow the logic. It just makes sense. Um, it, it's hard not to see that just being the reality. It's just very difficult to see any other type of, of reality at this point, but that's okay. Uh, it's the off season. And if you want to chase after the, the craziness and all that stuff, that's totally fun and you're not hurting anybody. So enjoy that ride. If that's important to you, uh, Clayton, uh, let's get this last round of questions, comments in, and then we will, uh, be taken off. But man, it, this has been fun. I love this. Uh, look at symmetry he says y'all peep the miles heart filled mic'd up solid dude brings energy to our db room and special teams i've not seen it i haven't seen um, it either but i see so, the energy from uh watching him play i'm gonna be looking for it now he's a thumper wanna... uh two things that i like about him the most the fact that he's he's ready to dislodge the ball okay it's like he just knows where the ball is going to be and he's ready to dislodge it he's not afraid to cover anybody i'm talking tight ends i'm talking db i'm talking wide receivers i'm talking any he's not afraid i've watched him cover gronk and dislodge a ball i've watched him that's a big guy that's why i'm saying that right and so he's not afraid of that on top of that uh when he runs um oh only two penalties last year 
okay? And when he runs, he's literally running hip to hip with with the wide receiver or with the the pass catcher without getting penalties, and he had two and and breaking up the pass. So this is I'm not saying he's a starter from day one, but man, you're getting a Steve Wilkes guy. I think that's the best way to say it. Literally, he's getting his guy. So is it wrong to say that he's kind of the new Dante Johnson for the 49ers? Like where he fits, like because he's going to be that versatility, versatility special teams. He's a veteran. Yeah. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah, which is good, right? Because you want to move on. Also, he's really the I word. Like I, I don't remember seeing him eyed. I don't want to say that. I hate that word. No, so I love it. I word is, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. I Whereas love Dante it. I... Johnson stayed eyed, right? Like he, he stayed did. it. And he so did. like, he could never build any continuity, and... but it's cool. how they swap one New Jersey guy for another New Jersey guy. I thought maybe they like these guys from New Jersey. There oh. we go. Hey, respect that man. Yeah. Uh, John says, Wayne, uh, I'm going to need you to check your Twitter DMS, bro. I was uh, where that was. Let me check my Twitter. DMs. John's coming at him. I love it. Yeah, now, man. um, as he checks those, I do want to say this Wednesday, tomorrow, 5 30 PM Pacific Stater time. We have oh. our 1994 Patreon watch party. Every Patreon member, we're going to set up zoom. We hang out for about an hour and a half to two hours. We just watch one of these 1994 season games. We're just going through the season. Uh, we're going to have a great time. All you got to do is head over, just Google 49ers and Patreon. We're the first one that pulls up. Um, any level you join, you get it. Um, you, you get to join us. We, we got the directions there. I'll repost those tomorrow. Uh, Going to be fun. Also just loaded a John Valenciano breakdown. Got a Sam Darnold breakdown up there as well yesterday. Um, so we're just going through all these new players so that you can get to know them, what they do well, what they do poorly, uh, what their role is going to be on the Niners. That's all over on Patreon. So if you want to learn more about those guys, that's where that's going to be. Um, all right. Um just want to say thank you to everybody. Wayne, good gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be on Wayne's show Friday. If you yeah. look at the description of this video or audio, it's the very, very first um, line in the description of this video and podcast. Click on that. Support Wayne's show. What time are we going live Friday? We're going live 8 a.m. your time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Correct. Yeah, nice so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and listen to that. Look at that. Uh, faithful and grateful says Patreon's fire. How do you how do you not go with that? I'm just that's, saying. That's we, I gotta figure out how to get my Patreon to be fire, or or ice. <laughs> Maybe John's could be fire, fire and, and ice. These could be ice. Yeah, a song of fire and ice. Oh my that. gosh! <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's one of the dopest illest theme songs ever. Oh, it's fire! I have the oh, Monopoly it's... game, and so Roll pulled it out and said, "Dad, can I push this button?" Because I want to hear what it sounds like. Now, I know he's done it before. He just doesn't want me to know that he pushed it. So I'm like, yeah, push that button. See what it sounds like. We started playing it. started playing the music because it's the Game of Thrones Monopoly. And the head bop, it just, it's that 3-4 rhythm, man. It just it just got him going. So, <laughs> you know, maybe when he turns 15, I can, I can kind of introduce him to Game of Thrones. It's got a lot of stuff going on in there. I don't know if he's ready for it. Yeah, it's it, it's good though. It's really good. But <laughs> this show was good. Wayne, Excellent. always incredible. Clayton, Excellent thank show. you so much. Absolute crushed it behind the scenes. Thank you to our executive producers, Philip Kingsford, Kilton Niner, 49ers, George365. Without them, this show does not happen. But a lot more content coming to you guys. And man, we got we got right at five weeks till the draft. Gosh, enjoy this time. It's fun. Yeah. And until next time, Wayne, any closing thoughts before we jump out of here? I love you. Yes, That's yes. it. I love, I love you. It.
Perfect. Till next time, stay strong, faithful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.